What's happening, weirdos? Val's got vacation brain, hey, everybody. Uh, That's not true. Only at the end I we're, did. We're on and vacation. And at the beginning, but not in the middle. That's true. Hang with us. Hang with us. For the first four or five minutes, uh, because we are on vacation in Mexico. Uh, we're having a lovely time, and we are very goopy, PC, droopy. And honestly, dude, I'm talking to you, Val. Yeah. I'm proud. I think this is a great episode. Yeah. It's you do your Val thing mm-hmm. and offer so much wisdom. We have some funny stories. We have some big laughs and, and just the right amount of uh, deep, non-dual <laughs> spirituality. <laughs> just a little dose. Just a little dose, dose peppered yeah. throughout. Um, but we're so happy to share this time with you. Thank you for being here. Uh, it means a lot if you support the show or support uh, my comedy, watch my special. It's on Netflix now. It's called I Am Not For Everyone. And come see me on the road. I'm going to be in D.C. and the Brea Improv here in Cal- or there in California. All the dates will be on PeteHolmes.com and we'll be adding more dates. And uh, try a Pete's pick. The holidays are coming up. Why not get your favorite weirdo a little basket of a couple Pete's picks and they'll know what it is. And that you'll both have a laugh, and then you'll go, this stuff is great. So try it. Try it. Try it. Katie, run those rolls. Um, This episode is brought to us by our friends at Element, which I have right here, of course, because I start every morning with Element. What is it? It's zero sugar hydration. It's the perfect blend of sodium, potassium, and magnesium that gets my neuroconnectivity jump-started in the morning, replenishes everything that I'm sweating out after I exercise, And honestly, it's a great way to wind down the day. I have, this is the chocolate salt flavor. I drink this hot at night and something about it gives my body what I lost during the day and it keeps me from peeing at night. I don't know what's going on. I've heard that about sodium, but there's something about an element before bed that keeps me in the bed all night. So it's water plus electrolytes. It's the perfect blend, scientifically optimized for that optimum ratio. It also tastes incredible which makes drinking water more pleasurable. Watermelon salt is my favorite favorite of the fruit flavors. Orange salt is incredible. Try it after a run or a workout. It feels so good to flood your system with everything that it's craving. So it's like, you know, a zero sugar version of these popular, even from the 80s, electrolyte drinks. But a lot of those have like 30 grams of sugar. It's like drinking a Coke. This is zero sugar. It's five calories, makes fasting really, really easy feels fantastic, feels wonderful to get your body what it needs. Healthy hydration isn't just water, it's water plus electrolytes. And Element is the most delicious, fast, efficient, and effective way to get that sodium, potassium, and magnesium into you for health, performance, and energy, fight off fatigue, headaches, brain fog. It's incredible, tastes wonderful. And we have a free sample pack which is awesome because you want to try all these flavors there's like a habanero one which is strangely good like a spicy one it's incredible so if you order with this promo code go to drinklmnt.com weird and use promo code weird you'll get the free element sample pack with any order when you order that's lmnt so drinklmnt.com weird promo code weird and you'll get that free sample pack Trust me, you're going to love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a, I'm a subscriber and a believer and was before we started doing these ads, so I'm so happy to be working with them. Similar situation as our friends at Onnit and Alpha Brain. You guys know since pretty much the show's inception, I've been taking Alpha Brain. 
by on it. 15 minutes before I do anything that involves my brain, writing a script, doing a podcast, uh, doing stand-up, even just going out to a party. We went to a Halloween party. Take a couple alpha brain before I get there because if you want the full access to your brain, your memory, your creativity, your focus, your vocabulary, all of that stuff, alpha brain is earth-grown ingredients. It's not a stimulant. It just gives your brain the nutrition that it needs to dial in and focus and to create, even if it is just creating a conversation with friends at a party. But if you are doing work, like focusing work, God, I wish I knew about Alpha Brain in college. It would have made things a lot easier. I'm so glad I know about it now. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, promo code weird, 10% off. It changed my life. No exaggeration. Alpha Brain changed my life. I always have it with me in my car, in my bag, in my coat pockets. I swear by it. It helps you dial in. It's not like, it doesn't get you edgy like caffeine. It's not like that. It just gives your brain, it's like giving it food, like giving fish food to your ideas. So go to onnit.com slash weird for 10% off everything you see on that landing page. Support your brain, support the show. All right, everybody, all the way live from Mexico. <laughs> Valerie? Get into it. That's right. Wait, shh. Can you hear it? <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. Wait, shh. Can, Can you, you hear, hear it? it? We're in the jungle. Can you hear the jungle? Is you... this accent okay? <laughs> oh my god. You might hear the jungle on this one. I hope you do hear the jungle. Oh! There's you hear that? Sound. There's a sound from the jungle. <laughs> Every time it happens, we'll go, do you hear wait, that? Wait, wait, let's just be quiet for five seconds. Ready? <gasps> yeah, you're hearing that, jungle. You can hear it. You must. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we don't have fun and games. There's surprisingly, no, what if I said, surprisingly is the wrong word. There's not tons to do. We're on vacation. We're on vacation if you haven't figured that out yet. And we are Dracula dead and loving it. Oh my god. We're two wet noodles in a white hotel bed. Yeah, we needed a it's been so much. You know what? Everyone it's needs been so much. Everyone needs and deserves a vacation. Alright? So you can come on come on over to the jungle. Except people who work at resorts. They need to go into a bustling nine to five to relax. Yeah, or I wonder if they do. <laughs> That's not, yeah. <laughs> That's not real. Not a nine to five, but I do feel like, remember? Oh, I did that tell guy a guy. Who lives in Maui told us that they go to like Vegas for vacation. Yeah. We were like, where do you go for vacation? No, I think there's a huge, in fact, I know there is, there's a huge Hawaiian population in vegas really yeah hmm. and i think it's because i i don't know i'm the last person to speak on this but i think because of what's happened to hawaii with like becoming such a popular tourist place yeah uh the regular folk mm. are like what the fuck is going on and they're kind of like going like let's i think we can do this the way we were doing it in vegas why? Why in Vegas? I think. I think. Well, isn't Nevada's whole thing like it's a cost of living delight? Like there's no yeah. taxes or something. I think so. Yeah. There's something. Yeah, it is. It's weird that you can just make up 
whether or not your state has taxes. <laughs> I know. How do they pay for things? I don't know anything. I don't know anything I don't about know taxes. Anything. And you know what? I know even less than I used to now that I have vacation brain. I definitely have vacation brain. couple things about vacation brain. First of all, I wanted to say how funny Nate Bargatze on SNL and we watched his sketch where he's George Washington. <laughs> and first, he killed his monologue. He killed so uh, the whole show. And that sketch in particular was so funny. And it, it seems right in line with that sketch. He's basically explaining how like the metric system and kilometers and all that sort of stuff isn't going to carry over. And then it, it seems in line with that, that we would be like, and every state will make up <laughs> their own taxes. Mm-hmm. Although I guess that was their dream. I don't know. I don't know. Like I you said, you can't know. We have I'm a break. real dummy right now. Well, although yeah. This I, is we made it weird vacation nights. Yes. Although it's, it's we're doing it first thing in the morning. <laughs> well, then you know maybe we're a couple duds. Let's. I'm gonna cut to the quick. Then I was bit by a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get to the juice. Get to the juice. We've been working a lot. I've been traveling a lot. The special came out, which I think I said on a previous episode is is an incredible and amazing, and it feels a little bit like leaning on a cell phone tower. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of intel, a lot of feeling. Even when I'm not thinking about it, it just feels like it's it's out there. What's it doing? Mm-hmm. It's like your dog is missing or something. <laughs> and or for you, your dog is home. <laughs> very good. See, you're you're right here with me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm trying to okay, encourage you. Okay, thanks. I'm trying to encourage you. Um, but then I was in Bloomington, Indiana, which was awesome. But I was there on our wedding anniversary. I feel like our last couple wedding anniversaries I've been touring... Yeah, I feel like since we've had Leela, I think. It's just uh, October 28th is a very popular uh, date for comedy. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. So I was in Bloomington, which I always, when I mention that, I'm like, I think it's incredible that that, and I love telling you this, that it's, you know, I don't want to put anybody down, but I, I do feel like Valentine's Day... Even to a certain extent, birthdays. Yeah, I'm going to say birthdays. Okay. You love birthdays. I do. No, I'm just saying, like, they shouldn't be that different from just kind of like a normal day. Meaning, here's, here's what I think a lot of us kids that were raised in the 80s are trying to avoid. Is the cliche of the, the dad, he's in a suit, he's got his briefcase, he shovels in a few bites of uh, shredded wheat... And it's kind of like dripping out of his mouth as he goes, and he runs out the door. Now, as I say that, I feel really bad for this imaginary guy, but he does that. And then on Valentine's Day, he finally looks at his wife. Helen notices that she cut (laughs) her hair, realizes he's never really looked in her green eyes. Uh, He holds her hand. They're older than he remembers. Where's the time going? You've sacrificed so much for this family. Let's go to Bertucci's. <laughs> There's your Hallmark card. And as I'm saying that, no lie, uh, I do feel a lot of like compassion for that scenario. 
And at the same time, I didn't want that. And I think a lot of people growing up seeing the compartmentalization of feelings on certain days. Yes. And, and rejected that. Yes. I think that is true. I think a big... I mean, I'm of two minds of it. I love when the seasons... Like, I love, like, celebrating the seasons. Well, yeah, you love I love that. when you tell me, like, okay, this is fall now, and so I can put up pumpkins and leaves. When you tell me? <laughs> yeah, when somebody... That sounds like <laughs> you're in your room, just kind of, like, looking at the corner. And I come in and go, Valerie, it's fall now. <laughs> the leaves are falling. Would you like Would you like me to roll you out? <laughs> I'll say, okay, I'll go get the pumpkins. <laughs> and then you don't go. Because this scenario, you're only told about the weather. <laughs> but I guess that's what I mean is what I, I like the, you know, I like sort of the clarity of. No, no seasons this, are different. It's this season. I'm but, talking about feeling. No, I understand. And I Valentine's it, Day is no season. That's what I mean is I do like it's in February, the most se- I mean, I know it's deep winter, but it's just like it's already man, it's been winter. I know, but that's also what I like about it is that I like that holidays kind of oh, this is sad, I guess kind of, but like it marks the time. It it like get and especially the winter holidays, you're like, okay. Thank God for Christmas, because otherwise December would be so sad. This is and then very... you like, have to try to get through January, but then there's some there's a little something in February for you, you know, like yeah, it, no, it I... like marks the passing. What I also like about it is that we don't we kind of discussed this because we went to a really great Dia de los Muertos ritual, um, and we don't have ritual. And so there's something that's a little like that. Like you're like, all right, we got the like box of chocolates and the thing. Kind you know? of, yeah. So there's a it's it's the closest thing to rituals you mean that we have. Valentine's. I mean, all holidays. Yeah, I think it's really now that you say that because we did see a Dia de los Muertos like a legit celebration, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was incredible. And it was clearly hundreds of years old. And how did they keep this flame alive? And speaking of flame, the guy's putting his foot in fire and stuff. And they're speaking. We're, we're still not sure. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Spanish. We're like, we is that Mayan? Know. Like, we don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, it was like an indigenous. It was a forgotten language. tongue. Yeah, <laughs> just say forgotten tongue. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. But I think here's a here's another problem with Valentine's Day is it's not, it's, well, this is uncovering my issue with it, is that it's two people. It's your mom and your dad are going to celebrate it. And then I'm like, that's going to be, mm. uh, like, weird. <laughs> For them. For them. Because mommy is my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I just meant, like, maybe he's running late. Maybe he, oh, they don't yeah. go. There's maybe the, the restaurant's full. You carry the stress of your mom knowing that your dad's going to probably right. fall short. But what relieves the stress and why certain holidays you don't work, for example, is to give everybody a chance to actually partake in a ritual. And I would think mm. Christmas or Han- certainly Hanukkah <laughs> is a lot more ritualistic and easy yes. to fall in line. 
So the, the holidays that uh, center around a feeling and a private feeling, mm-hmm. I don't like those. Valentine's Day is, is the yeah, king of that. Sure. That but anyway, wedding anniversaries are also that. Mm-hmm. I like taking the time to, we always watch our wedding video, yeah. to sit down and watch and remember. Like, mm-hmm. for real, I'm like a, like a, like a no bullshit believer in marriage, in ceremony. Mm-hmm. It, like, it sounds like, <laughs> now it sounds like I made you do it. But it, no, neither of us made either of us do it. We wanted to do it. And like, we want the people there, we want the vows, we want to mean it, and we want to remember them. So we watched the video, but we watched it on, yeah, like like, no, the, like uh, the thirtieth, yeah, or something like that. Well, that's right. The, and that yeah. that that is a to me a next level of saying like instead of saying like, oh, you're not here on this date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, the date we're talking about, yeah, a burning rock going around <laughs> yes. a floating rock. Right. And getting attached to that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's where seems we Seems silly. And I'm like, let's get, when I get home. Yeah. From my, you know, from this thing, from my job. I was going to say from my job, but that sounded defensive. We'll do it. And we did do it. And it was awesome. And, that and now we're on this trip. And this trip is for our anniversary. And that's wonderful. And that, I guess, I guess but, what, if we use dates and numbers and holidays, and my family often did this. As another way to feel guilty, mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking get in line. There's enough things making us afraid, bitter, and guilty. And I've seen Christmas be that. I've certainly seen birthdays be that. Yes. I've seen anniversaries be that. I've certainly seen Valentine's Day be that. So yeah. the pressure where people are supposed to fall in line and conform to a certain level of jolliness, generosity, romance, mm. uh, devil may careness. And if, if that's just not fitting over mm-hmm. like those are cookie cutters and, and and my family was more like wander it's like when the washing machine would overflow and it was just bubbles mm. going in different directions yes. and now I'm going around with these American inherited cookie cutters and I'm trying to like cookie cut shapes out of bubbles that won't stop moving then you can start being very appreciative this is actually positive of a wife who doesn't say you can't work on our anniversary. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and says it's fine. We'll watch our video on the 30th and we'll, and we could, you didn't even say take me out of town. We just want, we needed a vacation. But no, well, happened. that's what I was going to say is, so where we really, like, I think, I don't have as, the wounding around holidays. In fact, my, my parent, my family was sort of at its best during holidays. Yeah. No, so, I see that. So it's they're a real gather around the piano family. Yeah, so it is. And the non gather around the piano. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was a good moment. <laughs> what? Just say it. No, I was just going to say the non gather around the piano families look at the gather around the piano families, and they're kind of mm. like, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, there's sure. jealousy. So I care way, but but it is funny. I care way more about saving Christmas for you than I do about. Valentine's Day or our anniversary. I really, but I don't feel neglected in our relationship. I feel very attended to in our relationship. Right. So I don't. And my Christmas. And I'm pretty sure the people, the wives or husbands who would say, you can't work on our anniversary, 
to a certain degree, you know, maybe not all of them, but probably a lot of them are doing that because they're like, come on, Dale, this is the one chance I need you to pay attention to me. Right. <laughs> like, care about me in this. And, and even as you say that, I could see, I'm picturing Lou Allen from No Country for Old Men and his girlfriend or wife or partner or whatever it is. And I could see, like, a very sweet, simple way that they fit in the cookie. And mm-hmm. they do go out, and, and he does snap into it. Yeah. You know, like he, he snaps out of it rather and it's right. like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're beautiful. So it can mm-hmm. work. It just yeah. didn't work with my family. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck you, this doesn't work. It's like finding out. Right. No, people talk about Santa not existing, but nobody's like, Cupid's alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I also think that it's sort of like, it's like Disneyland where if you relax around the whole experience, you're going to have a way better experience than if you're trying to, like, control and plan and make, like, optimize the opportunity, which, you know, not everybody agrees with, but that's how both of us work. So with our anniversary, I just, it's not like I'm trying to be okay with you being gone. I will notice that you're gone, and then I'll just be like, all right, we'll just figure something out when you get back. And it'll be really low stakes and it'll be and I and truly I just care about watching we watch our wedding video once a year around our anniversary and that's yeah. like my favorite thing. And um but then this trip, so this trip is a good example of it. <coughs> this trip we um my my mom just happened well, she came to town because you were gonna be doing two dates out of town like maybe two weeks and I think they're like yeah like 10 days apart or something so she's like do you want me to come because she stays with me a lot of times when you are at, when you're touring and so she came and then and then like wh- after we booked the flights after we planned everything she was like and if you guys want to take a trip in that week in between you totally can and I was like great let's take a trip then I planned the whole trip. And then I think it wasn't until my mom was here where I said, like, you know, our anniversary is on Sunday. And she's like, oh, that's so great that you guys get to get away for your anniversary. And that was the first time it occurred to me that this vacation could be an anniversary vacation. Right. Like, I could have been framing it that way. But I'd say all of that to say, like, that's how we live our lives is that we are. And that's a privilege, too. It is a privilege. Right. I don't just mean. A monetary privilege. I mean, it's a love privilege. It's like we love each other, so there's a lot of trust, and then therefore you don't have the pressures off of these yes. touchstone holidays. Yeah. You also helped me realize. I thought what you said was really smart because I, you know, my Disneyland style. I think how you do it's stupid, but how you do Disneyland is how you do life. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, but like it's a privilege, and we've talked about this before. To go and sort of freestyle it mm-hmm. is is a, another type of privilege to kind of do it casually. Right. But you're like one. I, I think even if we were tight on, you know, money, I would still recommend doing it casually because 
we went with Leela. Mm-hmm. She rode the carousel, which is the only ride in Disneyland that there's no line for. And it's also the one ride in Disneyland where they have it other places. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. They had, it is a very nice carousel, but yes. <laughs> uh, and But we went on that, and that was Leela's favorite part of the day. And moments like that are discovered in the quiet of not rushing around. Yes. That being said, your holly jolly Christmas, your gather around the Christmas family. Mm-hmm. I'm recognizing that there's a jealousy there as well. That when I see a family that's so like watch gears, like gears in a watch, mm-hmm. and co-conspiring mm-hmm. to navigate and rush around Disneyland together, and they get the thrill of that. Mm-hmm. Like, we got the fast pass here and the fast pass there. But the level of communication mm-hmm. and agreement, right. that's a nightmare if everyone's on different pages. Mm. But so too is brand for me now. So too would it be a nightmare if I'm being casual and Leela's incredibly type A and wants to like get mm. every experience. Like that's how she enjoys it. Mm. So really what I'm admiring in both cases, you and I and Leela agreeing to be casual or a family that looks like the Royal Tenenbaums, the Ben Stiller family mm. rushing around. I'm really just and you're gather around the family Christmas, gather around the piano Christmas family. I'm just always in awe of families that are like on the same page. Right. Even if they're kind of forcing each other to be on the same page. Right. And, you know, obviously my family, I was always like, we are four different elements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, uh, that's true. So. Yeah, and that, and that there's a lot of... <clears throat> Yeah, there's a lot of pain around the missing each other and so, misunderstanding each other. And and then when there's a, if there was a holiday that was like, and there is, Valentine's Day, your dad will be romantic mm-hmm. on this day. Mm-hmm. That is like a, it's like, that's a difficult one. It's like the kiss thing. It is like the kiss. Is it, Val, thank you. You know me so well. Mm-hmm. They will certainly be able to make an AI where you can talk to me and Val, <laughs> which I will do. When I'm old, as I've said many times, I can't wait for the AI where I get to talk to myself, of course. And I thought it was going to be me. No, and you know, no, I, I was adding myself because as you're slipping, it'll be fun to talk to somebody that can know uh, your memories. I think that'll be a very sweet use of artificial intelligence and confusing as hell for the raisin snacking elderly. <laughs> But yeah, in church, this guy, his name was Bobby. He was huge. He saw me use the elevator. Huge, like, he was like muscle fat. Like, he was so muscly, he looked fat. <laughs> and he was. a fun coloring detail. And he had like a wild, curly mane of gray hair. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. And his fingers were so thick. Uh, I always noticed thick fingers. They were the. Th- they were catcher's mitts. He had two. You know, khaki-colored catcher mitts on each hand. Especially (laughs) if thick fingers are disproportionate to the body, like Liam Neeson's sausage fingers. Yeah, those are English sausage. That's like a blood sausage. Yeah, that's like, like, (laughs) you're eating those for breakfast Yeah, with some beans? Yeah, with with loose beans on the plate. I've never noticed Liam Neeson's sausage fingers, but I'm grateful. huge sausage fingers. Sausage. Sausage fingers. But anyway, he one time give you a little picture of Bobby. He had a Bible case that was made out of jeans, 
mm-hmm. like blue jeans. <laughs> and they, he cut them so, or whoever made them for him, so that the, those fingers can't sew. <laughs> so that the back <laughs> pocket was on the front of the Bible. So you could slide a little, you know, slide a little note in there, put a pen in there. Mm-hmm. So he, Cute. And I remember, Val, you're helping me remember, he loved, and I hope, you know, I, I, I don't care. It's not important how he is now. I was going to say, and I hope he still loves. But he, like, loved the Lord. Like, Aww. he loved God. He loved the Bible. It, like, he was clearly one of those people that, like, saved his life. Yeah. Like, I think he might have been in prison, and he was, mm. like, a touching person. Mm. And as such, he was no-nonsense. And I admired that. I, I always admired the men and my, this is not covert complaining about my father. I love my dad. I, I, I'm totally cool with his approach to church. But because I was so, which was very lax. Mm. And I actually kind of appreciated that. Because mm-hmm. it made me feel free to do whatever I needed to. Obviously, I circled back to being spiritual. But I, it was nice that my dad wasn't walking around with blue jeans on his Bible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I like that just as well. But I did at the time, because I was such a fundamentalist, like I again, I had like this envy or jealousy or something mm. about manly men mm. that like loved God and like loved talking about surrender and humility. But they were like oh, giants, yeah. and I was like, I love what? That. that was so much of my church because our church was like a recovery church. So that I know exactly the type of man you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. They it's often very homeboy, like homeboy industries. It's like yeah. a, a formerly very tough shot caller who yeah. is now like like a shepherd like a it sweet is beautiful it's heart like shepherd it's like aa men too i love it's all, it. I, I love, love AA, AA, AA men too i love them me too yeah i appreciate that so i remember being envious of that so i there wasn't an appreciation of bobby but we also used to make fun of him of course <laughs> oh, God. and one time i was using the elevator as you do there were only there was an elevator in your church. There were only two floors, but there, but it was that's the point. Oh, it was I a see. special elevator, right, for, for people with with physical differences. Was it the kind that was just like a lift? No, no, it, it was, was an elevator. We had the kind that was a lift, and that we used to want to play the outdoor on that elevator all the time. Yeah, like yeah. the moving balcony. Yeah, basically, but it wasn't outside. It was like no, I know. Yeah, but outside, inside. Yeah, outside, inside. It's not the double inside of a normal elevator. <laughs> right. Yes. That little coffin. Love a double inside. <laughs> I love a double inside. <laughs> yeah, an elevator is a double inside. It's a du- it's a double double door. It's a it's a quadruple door. You know how double doors are two doors that open this way. Yeah. But there's two. There's the outside one and the inside one. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. A, You're right. It's a quadruple door. I've never thought... When you were saying that, I was like, I don't know what she's I talking really about. I really was like, I can't believe I have to explain this yeah, so bad. It's the two so big metal <laughs> shiny ones on the outside, but the elevator itself has doors that come with it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's double, double doors and it's double inside. And you can always <laughs> tell on TV that it's not a real Cause it's not. elevator because it's just a single door. Which I always used to admire... As an architect, <laughs> how clean that looked, mm-hmm. like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm waiting for the elevator and Bobby with his thick, you know, with his Jimmy Deans, five <laughs> Jimmy Deans per permit, comes up and goes, and this is how he sounded. He went, your leg broken. So he said, your leg broken, uh, question mark, was the sentence. Uh-huh. He dropped the is 
for, you know, informality. Yeah, yeah. He was using the two, not the usted. <laughs> Your leg broken. And I was obviously shamed, and he was saying you shouldn't be using the elevator. Mm. And and we used to call, we still, if I called my brother and said, Your leg broken, he'd wow. know what I meant. Yeah. So you're like, and I, I was shamed out of using the elevator. And then that same guy one time led my Bible study in, you know, the Sunday school small group. And he said, after church, go and, and I know I've said this before, but here we are again. He said, go up to your dad and say, go kiss mom like you used to. And he'll love it. Mm. And he'll give her a big kiss and she'll love it and he'll love it. And, you know, they just need to like remember themselves. Basically, Was Bobby married? I don't think a ring would fit on that finger. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. I don't think Bobby was married. That's interesting. I really, it's so fascinating that that. That's also a certain kind of tone deafness. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of his charm. He's yeah. just going around telling kids, like, go tell your dad to kiss your mom. And I remember being like, just feeling deeply unseen. I was like, that would not work. I have this memory, speaking of Disney World, going to Disney World and I was holding the door for my mom. I was probably like 16 years old. And I said to her, I was like, when did dad stop holding the door for you? And she was like, he never did. Wow. And I, and I was like, Bobby, you need to know you're in <laughs> yeah. Boston now. Yeah. And, and to have compassion for my father, I've been trying, I've been playing with this softening and I'm like, I talked about it on stage. I was like, my dad was raised in the sepia-toned mean streets of Boston. <laughs> like that just, I, I know that there probably were people that learned how to be romantic or whatever it might be. But I think my dad was in an unsafe situation. Mm-hmm. Meaning, and I'm trying to make this funny for the stage, but like here I'll just say, he worked really hard to put me in a, in a town, literally where if I was gentle and kind and sweet, people would celebrate it. And I'm pretty sure where he was, Mm. I'm picturing stickball, I'm picturing (laughs) the big hoop that you run down the street. And I'm picturing a lot of fist fights Mm. and a lot of just like, like the way that I kind of feel like, oh man, people would call you gay if you were like this in the 80s. Imagine what it was like in the 50s. Yeah. I can't. Well, I mean, this is So that's why my dad's not out there holding doors is what I'm saying. But I always picture the beginning of Gone Baby Gone, but it's also the 50s. But isn't that the right region? You're absolutely right. I'm obsessed with the beginning. Oh, Gone Baby Gone. No, what is it called? Gone Girl. No, it's not Gone Girl. Gone Girl is Ben Affleck and... Casey Affleck. No. Oh. Casey Affleck. Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone, yeah. The beginning of Gone Baby Gone is an obsession of mine. Me too. It's gorgeous. I love that you love the beginning of Gone it's Baby Gone. It's gorgeous. I've given notes where I'm like, don't forget to fill your movie with some shots of your location that could only be captured at your location. And almost no one does this. And whoever directed Gone Baby Gone, shout out to you... Was it Casey Affleck? I don't think so. Oh, it might have been Ben Affleck. It is Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. They went around and shot real faces in fucking Dorchester and Southie. And you look at them, and they're beautiful, and they're kind of challenging. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of heavy smoking faces, porch faces, tired faces. And you understand the place. Sorry, you brought it up. You should no, be able to get it. to talk what about I it. What I love about it is that I can't even remember exactly what he says, but he's like basically 
the voiceover of Casey Affleck is like basically reading a poem. Like he says something about like, yeah, it's something about the like, it's like a zoom into like the city around the people and the like bodies around their souls. Like it's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A is city it? is buildings around people. Yeah, it's like, and then bodies around their souls. It's like and something like, like that. Oh. And it's stunning. And then you're seeing this very real, like, hard reality of right. this place. But see, a person that can see... And I, there are parts of Boston that I'm very fond of. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. And when someone like... This is why I love Benny F. Mm-hmm. I love him. And I love Casey F. I, I, I mean, the way that they are in that movie, they do this service especially to people yeah. that are from Boston and go, don't forget these are souls, which mm-hmm. by the way, these are, these are beautiful things. Yeah. It, it doesn't, and if that's not just my entire spiritual practice, mm-hmm. I told you that my course lesson the other day was to love my father is to love his sons. I know that's religious language, but it's like to love God is to love everybody Yeah, is maybe a more new agey way to say it. Mm-hmm. And boy, I've just held on to that one. Mm. When you're when we were flying here, you know, and you're dealing dealing with all the people and the overhead space, and you're just like, it's all just it's all just this. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. This is your chance to love uh, mm-hmm. God or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so so too, Brand is for me now. So too, those people in Dorchester. Mm-hmm. That's God in front of you. Mm-hmm. So there's this part of the course. I, God, I'm obsessed with it. I, I almost want to get it and read it, but I won't. But it's like the the, the present moment has no meaning for the ego. Mm-hmm. I'm summarizing it. It's like the ego only uses the present to extend the past into its future. Mm-hmm. Meaning, and it says, how can you have a holy encounter? meaning find salvation, find conversion, find enlightenment, when all you see when you meet another person is a projection of the past. Mm-hmm. And this is where the course, A Course in Miracles is just deeply psychological. The woman who described it was a psychologist, and a lot of that is coming through. And I was just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How can you see what what is when all and, and you know we, we've been to this hotel before i had to do it here i was like mm-hmm. stop seeing the past i see my parents stop seeing the past just see them as they are yeah. now it's one of the hardest things to do but when you get naked in that way and mm-hmm. just allow what's happening and not oh here we go again with this mm-hmm. and just get curious and, and open to what is happening it's it's like the most profound it's clearly the part of the course that eckhart tolle was was very moved by because it's very the power of now. Right. Absolutely. Well, there is a part of your brain, like your limbic brain, I believe is just always seeing the past. And there's gonna, there's, there's, this is nice. Like going into the holidays because you know, you have all of this. That's exactly right. Can't I just see Christmas? Yeah. And I don't know. You'll have to tell me, I don't know how well it works to just like, I guess I shouldn't say like will it because I could see the mindfulness practice of noticing when you're just making associations with the past and then coming back to just now that that seems like that's a great practice yeah Um, but also it seems like another area where like parts work 
could really be valuable where you just recognize that there is a part of your brain and body that will always notice the associations yep. and just allow <clears throat> that to be like a part, like one of the voices at the table. And then you can just talk directly to it. Like this is not that I know I've said that so many times on this podcast, but I'll tell my therapist all like, it feels like one of the most common conversations we have is me saying like, all right, I'm going to this place or we're going into this season or I'm doing this where I associate having a panic attack there. Yeah, and, and you do this with me, yeah. And she'll say like, yeah, it makes sense there would be strong associations there. So, you know, and... Wait, what of- did you say this week? It was something like, when I have a feeling, I go, yeah, that's right. That is exactly the feeling that Valerie would be having right. in this situation. And then you were like, and that's true. That's always true. It's true. That's always true. Yes. So I actually had it a little bit on the airplane because I was like on the heaviest, worst, hardest, most emotional day of my period Beep. while we were tra- <laughs> while we were traveling. And it was it, so I was already feeling like shaky and quaky. And then you're traveling and it's hard and you're like, I, we left our daughter and then there's that kind of anxiety and then we're going into the jungle and like, will I be cared for there? Um, and so I, ha- I was having anxiety and then instantly just, I've explained this a thousand times, but just because it feels good to me when somebody else explains their anxiety you know, I start to feel anxious and then my brain so quickly goes like, are you going to panic? Yeah. <laughs> and thinks of exact and goes like, let's dig into the brain for that file of like, remember exactly how it feels to panic. Try to make it. And then like, it's like trying to like make it happen because the, my brain would rather have the uncomfortable familiar than the unknown. So. Wow. So we, uh, I just have to like. familiar. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just in a movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that probably is, could be a part of Gone Baby Gone too. <laughs> yeah, the uncomfortable <laughs> familiar. Yeah. Um, so I just, ha- but then once I s- contextualize it, so in that case, I was able to go, you're on your period. Do you feel this way every time you're on your period? You get a little anxious. It it instantly <clears throat> alleviates because it's like, yeah, I, now I have all the associations of the times that I was on my period and I <laughs> and I was anxious, but I didn't panic. And and I have the context of like, hey, guess what? You've been here before. You're here really every month. It's fine. There's a there's a container for it. It passes. And like because so much of when you're having a hard feeling, the brain takes over with its like glasses and its clipboard and it's like, "Okay, um let's figure out exactly why this is happening and how to fix it." And then so much stress and resistance comes from that sort of like investigative work of trying to control this very nebulous, smoky, mercurial thing that is a feeling in your body. Yes. And so you're 
So your brain is like, but it becomes like the detective. Like, why? Why do I feel this way? And then you start to get more anxious because you don't know why. Because you can't really know why Mm. exactly. But if you give it sort of a little reason, it like satisfies the brain and the brain can kind of calm down. Right. And so anyway, all of that is to say what you're referencing is I was telling you about that because you had a reaction to a text that you got from your dad if that's okay for me to share. You just felt yeah, that's fair. uncomfortable. This is a perfect example because that is so normal. Yes. But every time I get... <clears throat> it's just like a... I just want to do it right. I, I become like a little boy and I'm like, how do I... Yes. How do I you respond to this? Because if it's wrong, it's going to fuck up my week or something. So I'm like trying to do it right. And do you mean do it right to like respond to him correctly? Yeah. Because I, I also I went, see you wanting to do it right in how you feel about it. Yeah. And how you, you like, okay, let me use all of my tools to make sure that I'm doing this right. Like that I'm not, Yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's both. That fair to say. That, that's yeah. what makes it so tense. It's not just, okay, hit the ball back in, in the nicest and you know, little boy, sweet way possible. But it's also like, how do I blend this with my boundaries? Or how do I blend this with my feelings? And how do I represent myself and not abandon myself? So it's a tricky pickle for old Petey. And also just how you feel about it. Like, I see you being like, I'm trying to use this method so that this doesn't hurt me, like get to me. Mm -hmm. Because if it does hurt you, you feel a little shame around that sometimes. That like you failed. It's all shame. Yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed that I feel so tender about it. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed that it's so such a high stakes situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when when it, even right now I'm about to say when it shouldn't be. Yes, but I'm like, but it is. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, go ahead. I just you know like as we've covered many times, like that's the that's the piece that I'll always be here to advocate for myself and for you too. That like we can let go of that shame you and that's what the point was was I was like when I'm anxious and I'm like oh right I'm on my period it completely it completely contextualizes it but the thing is is that's always true that it it makes that feeling acceptable to me but every feeling that I'm having has some sort of context, whether I know it or not. They're all acceptable. And they're acceptable because that's just how I'm feeling. There's no problem. Well, it's like me saying, if I, if I was them, I'd be them. And how do we know that? Because they're them. Right. And every feeling I'm having is appropriate. How do we know? Because I'm having it. Exactly. Because it's what's happening. But the brain wants you to kind of defend it and explain it. But you can just go. And sometimes we have the gift of being on our period or, or I got a text from my dad or whatever it might be. Beep. <laughs> You are <laughs> so good. You're so good. I'm so impressed by you. It was so late. I thought you were beeping dad. Oh, which yeah. Which I thought would have yeah, been. Yeah, that would have been better. No, no, no. I should have. Man, no. can we cut out the part where. <laughs> we still aren't sure that you weren't. Yeah, okay. I was. <laughs> Hilarious. But anyway, yeah, all the feeling being appropriate. It was just just so so special. Let, let's let's go to the mid rolls. I had one more thing to say about the present and the past. You just made such a great argument for a great use of the past. 
mm. which I'm even employing right now. Like, I know I am safe in this hotel, even though I was bit by a scorpion. And that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't plan that. <laughs> we're going to talk about my scorpion bite in Mexico uh, in uh, right after these minerals. Try Arma. It's incredible. Immune support. I'm just saying this up top. They're a new Pete's pick, so it would be awesome. If you're interested at all, give it a try. Katie, roll those uh, mid-rolls. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Armra. You guys know I'm always on the lookout for ways to strengthen immunity, gut health, improve my fitness, my metabolism, recovery, enhance hair, skin, radiance. Well, I recently discovered, I don't know how I was in the dark on colostrum, but Armra colostrum. I just discovered this. Thousands of five-star reviews from life-changing testimonials from users. What is it? Colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and contains all of the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. And it turns out we can supplement this, which is really cool. Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits. It strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, and anti-inflammation, fortifies gut health, activates hair growth and skin radiance, powers fitness recovery and performance, and confers powerful anti-aging benefits. I mean, that's insane. How did I not know about this? Armra is premium bovine colostrum concentrate, and unlike any other products on the market, it is wholly natural, sustainable and was developed with the highest integrity from start to finish since i've been taking it i'm noticing all sorts of benefits hair skin glowing feeling that radiance from inside gut health you know and everything that goes along with that is improved metabolism been feeling great in that regard and working out i get you know i'm 44 i get sore muscles sore shoulders especially this is helping in my performance in fitness and super important, my recovery. I've also noticed that this is the season that kids are bringing home colds and stuff. Old Holmesy's over here. I'm rocking it just fine. Supporting your immune system comes down so much to supplementation, and Armra is making a huge difference. We've worked out a special offer for my audience. Receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra, A-R-M-R-A, dot com slash weird or enter weird to get 15% off your first order. That's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash weird and get it in you. Support your body and support this show. Speaking of support, we can also be supporting the earth with our friends at Blue Land. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? 5 billion And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water. This makes no sense. It's heavy to ship, leads to excessive carbon emissions on the trucks, hauling them around the country. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine, chlorine, excuse me, chlorine and ammonia. I combine the two into chlorine. 
That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. And it doesn't have to be this way. We don't need water to be shipped around. Blue Land is here to fix this. They're on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. Their idea is simple. They offer endlessly refillable, refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design, which looks great on your counter. That's actually kind of the hook that we got into it. We saw it at someone else's house, the clean white bottles, and the mission took it over the top. We were a Blue Land fam. Just fill your bottles with your own water <laughs> that you have in your house, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. You'll never even have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run, and refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. From cleaning sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about, and you'll be doing something wonderful for the planet and save some bread. Blue Land has a special offer for weirdos. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W. Like you made it weird, Y-M-I-W. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W, 15% off. All right, we're back. So we're in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I do like saying Mexico. (laughs) But it sounds sort of pandering or stupid. And as we know, me voy a preguntarte. I love trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good at it for the most part. I can, I can get away with a little bit. I'm very good at nice to meet you. What's your name? We came from Los Angeles. Yeah. This is our second time. We're going to the beach. Uh, yeah. Do you have food? <laughs> like I'm good at all of that. <laughs> is there any greater joy for a novice Spanish, Spanish speaker than... Vamos a la playa. Mm. That is, mm-hmm. it's fun to say. Vamos, Vamos a la playa. Vamos a la And then he playa. goes, you mean the jetty? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I want to say playa. Yeah, but it's called the Yeti Club. <laughs> yeah, nobody needs that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and we love this resort. There's zero part of us that's like, this place has failed us. I, I actually noticed that because I've been joking about how I was bit by a scorpion with some of the staff. And you can tell that they don't know how to yes and it or mm. CE it. <laughs> a lot of them don't know how to see CE the joke because I'm being very clearly good natured about it and just like, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. But like, I think they're, they might be used to people who Being get bit by that. scorpions and they're like, so this trip is free, right? Oh. Like I was bit by a scorpion. Our feeling is we're in the fucking jungle. We're in the jungle. The jungle makes the rules, baby. Yeah, and and I'm sure you could complain and get something, but like, come on, but guys. But that's also specifically what we like. What I like about this hotel is that it's very conscious of its like footprint. Yeah, it we're the visitors. It, yeah, it treats the whole thing like. We are going to disturb the jungle as little as possible. There's adorable little animals called quatis, although there's been less. There's fewer. Fewer. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, but they'll like come on to. By the way, I say fewer no matter what, even yes. when you say less. So I wasn't yeah. actually correcting her. But, but sometimes it, turns out it I is was. less, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's some, there's some yeah, rule and I don't even know it. Yeah, because sometimes it is less, less and then you money, say fewer. Less money, fewer items or something. Yeah. It's like less time, fewer children. I think it's mm. something like that. Someone's screaming at their radio <laughs> and then they turn off the podcast to hear the radio better. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, 
it's sort of the worst case scenario if any of you are scorpion phobic. Yeah, scorpophobic. Which I think is everyone a little bit. So They I, can kill you. <laughs> oh, for sure. By the way, I went on Facebook today, or last night, and I'm scrolling, and one of the ads was for, like, a scorpion from Mortal Kombat. And I was like, Did you no. Huh. Really? Because I would have preferred the antidote. Yeah, make, make, <laughs> give me an ad for anti-venom. Nobody wants you bringing a Baraka figure after you've been bitten by a scorpion so anyway i was in the bed so we're sleeping i know this sounds so much worse than it is so to, to soften it i'm going to say it was a very small scorpion yeah. so don't picture a big black yeah. picture a little yellow like kind of translucent mm-hmm. little one and i'm sleeping and to give you an indication of how little it hurt uh it was by my feet I know, this is creeping me out. It's almost the retelling is worse. I know, but let's just own it. My perspective was I'm sleeping and I thought the sheets were rough. Like Mm. I thought something was poking me, just like a wayward fabric, Mm -hmm. like a little dink. And then I was like, what the fuck is that? And I tried to ignore it because it's like seven in the morning. Mm. And then I felt it again. I was like, what the fuck is that? And now it's hurting. Mm. And and then I got up. I looked at my leg. There was nothing on it. I pulled the sheets back, and I had squashed it. Mm. Like, so from this guy, he has a much worse story. It's like I'm by a huge uh, <laughs> roll of cookie dough. I, of course, I start stinging it because I want that cookie dough. I want to eat it. And then it rolled on him like Indiana Jones. Like mm-hmm. it squashed him. So I pulled the sheets back, and there's this, you know, very very small, like the size of a half dollar. Mm-hmm. The scorpion is squished in the bed. But I'm like, you know, you do kind of want to brag, but I wasn't freaking out. No, you weren't. But I was like, I am, I can no longer trust myself Mm. to be around. I don't know, meaning I might pass out. (laughs) I can't trust myself to be around. (laughs) That is such a good, a good thing, like a funny thing to say if you're about to pass out or die. I can't trust myself to be around. I can no longer trust myself to be around. That is such a, it's almost like legalese. Yeah. And seeing as Mr. Holmes can no longer trust himself to be around, I... (laughs) I really hope I remember to say that when I'm dying. It's such a good one. I, you know, we talk a lot about on this podcast, most people choke in the bathroom. They get embarrassed. They go in the bathroom or the restaurant and they choke alone Mm because it's very embarrassing Mm -hmm. to say. So I'll shout this from the roof as many times as I think of it. Don't be embarrassed. Tell someone you're choking. Grab someone and and do the I'm choking gesture. Mm -hmm. So I followed my own advice. I've been bit by a scorpion. and And I immediately say in my big boy voice, which I'm not even speaking in right now. <laughs> I went, Valerie. <laughs> so this is how I woke up. Yeah, Val, Val's side of the story is also frightening. <laughs> that in a very dark jungle room. And deep, deep asleep. Yeah, deep sleep that we haven't had <clears throat> in years. <laughs> I go, Valerie. And she's like, yes, you woke up right away. And I'm like, I've been bit by a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> and you got up. And then you, I went out <clears throat> to the... To an area where I could put my foot up on the little balcony here. Before that, I think you took a shower, or did you wash it or something? Because I you were oh, doing I put something. it in the sink. 
Okay, and I called the I front desk. I cleaned the area. Yeah. And I couldn't even see anything, but it, there were three little marks. Yeah. That I couldn't really see, but I was told later. The scorpion had oh, bit I me could see it. Yeah. three times. Um, again, small-ass scorpion. But I was like, I don't know much, but almost anything... With doctors are all about elevating stuff, so I'm like, I'm going to elevate it. <clears throat> so Just to get the venom really flowing down the That's leg. actually what I thought. I was like, is this the worst thing I can do? <laughs> and I'm thinking like, let's put it this way. Keep in mind, we're on vacation, mm-hmm. and I had just gotten a great night's sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a weird-ass alarm clock, but I was very chill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, keeping an eye on my breathing. I didn't want my throat to close up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my fear, but I was very like displaced from that fear. I was separate from it. And I was like, Val's going to call. You call down. They come. They send a doctor immediately because we're in the jungle and you have to have a doctor. We didn't know this, but they do. Made you feel better because your yeah. fear is being. Um, I'm yeah. My fear is like how whenever we get to a new place, especially if it's very remote, I'm like, how quickly can an ambulance get here? And in comes and this so nice. dreamy. He was dreamy, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, dreamy young Dr. Carlos. Man, Dr. Carlos. <laughs> And he, this, this to me I thought was the funniest part is he looks, he's like, the scorpion's in the bed. You heard them talking about it. In Spanish, yeah. just even their tone made us feel better. I could, yeah, I could tell they were like, I don't think this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no hay problema. <laughs> uh, muy poquito. <laughs> so, like these words are being thrown around. He <laughs> translucent. <laughs> So, so. <laughs> so we're chill, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the funniest part was he comes out, and I'm thinking, my one question was, how long do we have before it's clear if I'm allergic, if, I, if I'm having, like, a reaction? Right. Like, how long do we have? Because this happened at this point 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, no allergy. Yeah. Uh, usually 24 to 48 hours, uh, you will be dead. <laughs> yeah, he said it with a scorpion, <laughs> a scorpion with venom. It's usually 24 or 48 hours until it kills you. <laughs> and he has a syringe with anti-venom in his hand. And, he, and we're on a balcony. And he's kind of gesturing, not wildly, but like, you know, the syringe is going over the balcony. And I literally, as he's explaining this to me, I'm laughing, thinking about like an airplane naked gun style joke where the syringe just <laughs> flies off the balcony. But he's also being very chill about it. Mm-hmm. And um, there were other things. There were things that were making us laugh. Mm. He was very sort of like, and you will die. <laughs> and then he, he didn't know how to say venomous. Mm. He was saying, uh, and if uh, venom, if it is venom. And we were like, venomous. I'm like <laughs> oh <my laughs> giving God. a little lesson with the bites. <laughs> anyway, he pinches my butt. He gives me the shot. And then he left. And I didn't have any symptoms. And it was totally fine. Cut to later, we're talking to um, a guy that was, was helping us here at the resort. And I told him, I haven't been telling a lot of people, but it, it is fun. There are these golf carts that take you around. And you end up making the same small talk mm-hmm. a lot, which is, we're from Los Angeles. Have you ever been to the States? These types of things. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to be able to be like, they're like, are you having a good day? I was like, yeah, I was bit by a scorpion. Mm-hmm. 
And the guy was like, and then I go, have you ever been bit by a scorpion? Assuming that he had. And he goes, oh yeah, six times. Mm. And he goes, and when I was little, they'd just give you a clove of garlic and some mezcal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got the <laughs> I got the most serious anti-venom shot for the tiniest scorpion. Yep. And I totally felt like a candy ass. <laughs> that was the other thing is you said, how often do people get bit by scorpions? Oh, yeah. And he goes, not much. You said, you said, does this happen a lot? And he said, no. Like, during the raining season, once or twice a month. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. But, yeah, I guess scorpions are just, like, you know, part of the reality. It's like a a million mosquitoes. And and then people were telling stories. So I was a bit more scorpion. And honestly, I'm grateful for the the novel experience. Yeah, I know. We're making memories. And then I wanted to, um, <laughs> I did want to say this one in closing, because we're, we're on vacation, so we're just going to do an hour. <laughs> but, but we're so happy that you guys are here. Thank you for being with us. I had this, I did this Rupert Spira meditation that was really, really meaningful to me. And I was thinking about it, and I explained it to you, and it seemed like you enjoyed it. But it's like when you, if you close your eyes, and we're almost done, you don't have to close your eyes, but when you close your eyes, if you picture Michael Jordan and you just imagine him in his red classic Bulls jersey, and then when he when the the image fades, this was a real turning point for me. You think it fades into nothing, right? That's sort of it's almost like where we get our whole concept of death is like sometimes you can see something and then sometimes it fades to nothing or sometimes you imagine something, then it fades away or a thought comes in and then it fades away. So this is sort of where we get the feeling of the experience of nowhere slash nothing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You tuned out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Wonderful. If my beloved... <laughs> well, I've heard it before. <laughs> you've heard it once. I'm sorry. I'm only trying to salve our fear of death. I'm sorry. I don't feel I'm not afraid of death right talking now. About, I know it is funny on vacation. These ideas become less urgent. You're just so chill. But anyway. No, no, no. Keep going. I only tuned out for the last like two it's seconds. It's just an invitation when you close your eyes and you can take a thought or an imagining, like an, something that you imagine. From where does it come? And where does it go when it vanishes? And you sort of, not sort of, you can come to realize that it, there's a field of consciousness that you are. Michael Jordan comes into that field of consciousness and is made of that consciousness. It's made of the knowing of the image itself. And then when it fades away, it doesn't disappear. It's just replaced by pure, empty, naked Consciousness, A way to understand, why is this interesting? Another way to understand it before I get to why it's interesting is like, it's like a video game. If you were in a video game and everything was pixels, you could have a body and then the body falls on the ground and is dead and its eyes are X's and then it decomposes and it vanishes. But really, the building blocks of that body are the pixels and the empty space that 
is that replaces the image of the body is made of the same pixels, mm. just with different programming. Right. I think this is deeply profound. It becomes the earth, but the earth is the same pixels. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about atoms and molecules. I'm not talking about matter. I'm talking about even one step further and say it's all made of consciousness. So I encourage people to, well, read Rupert Spiro, but also like you can just close your eyes and go like, from where does my thought come and to where does my thought go? And you recognize that the zero, the the empty, neutral, seemingly empty space is actually this like, couldn't be more alive. It's life mm. itself. And we, our bodies emerge. Our bodies appear in that consciousness with our eyes open. We see our body, we touch it, we feel it. But our awareness extends beyond it. And that appears in our consciousness. That's made of pixels. Our body is made of the pixels. We are these like focal points in the video game and everything is made of the pixels of consciousness. Even zero, even nothing, even a black screen in a video game or the void in a video game is as teeming with life as a beautiful scene on a beach. And there's just like, I find there's a piece to that. That being said, there's a there's a series of meditations he offers called Transparent Body Luminous World. It's on rupertspira.com. They're fucking incredible. Mm. I highly recommend it. That's been my practice lately. And you can just lay there. It's not like um it's not like rigid meditation. You can lay down and if you're anything like me, you start and you go this is dumb. And then five minutes in, you're like, oh, my God, I am safe. Mm. I'm eternally okay. Mm. And you get to know yourself. And as I always say, not as a, as a belief system, but as an experiential present that is peaceful, joyful, happy, serene, and deeply okay. So I hope that was interesting. Yes, I think it was very helpful. What a gift. Yeah, right. You tuned out. <laughs> Only for a second. You gave no you gave no shits. Your your leg broken. <laughs> this was fun, guys. Obviously this is so important to us to spend this time with you doing this on our little getaway. I love connecting with you, Val. Thank yeah. you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you to the Scorpion <laughs> um, for the story. For the story and to Dr. Carlos for your dreamy gentle hands on my soft, soft Lithuanian butt. <laughs> and Val? What is it again? <laughs> Keep it crispy. <laughs> you are tapioca vacacion mind. I am. <laughs> <laughs>